Welcome to Arguments with Words, the podcast where prop tech and mortgage leaders meet to talk marketing, branding, and the future of real estate. Now here's your host, Neil Helsper. All right, welcome to the show. Today, my guest is Dara Patel, who is CEO of Outer Realm. Dara, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. First, just tell us what is Outer Realm? What are you guys offering that's different in this industry? Yeah, so we are a 3D rendering and virtual reality company. Our bread and butter kind of is working with real estate companies and kind of helping them pre-sale unbuilt projects. So usually the companies we work with haven't even broken ground yet, and they're trying to get customers to come in and see their units and, and see the value of purchasing before the projects even begin. So what is, in terms of technology, what does this look like? Like how, how do you go and, and, and process wise, how do you go from, you know, working with a developer, they have this idea or plan for project to getting to those renders, those resources that they need to be able to sell? We work off of models and blueprints. That's what makes this kind of unique. Typically people are working off of more in-depth interior design teams and like almost something already that's ready to go. Or um, there are people that are also just doing going into a unit and taking a 360 and then kind of incorporating pieces into it. But we actually build from scratch. We're taking blueprints or a 3D model that they might have roughly created. And we're going in and putting that photorealism in. Clients usually work with us from when they kind of have their, their documents ready to go. And they're like, okay, we're about to start building. Um, and that's where they kind of go from overall. And then a process can take anywhere from like six weeks to 100 weeks. It just depends on how the client wants it to go. Um, is everything ready? Do we have all the interior design ready? Do you know what your furnishings and your finishes are? Um, and that kind of makes a huge impact and also the size of the project as well. I know from talking to you in the past that like your the particular technology that you're using to create these pieces yeah. is really in some ways like light years ahead of maybe what's traditional in the industry. Talk about that. Like what do you... How are you approaching this? What kind of tech are you using that really isn't standard maybe in this space? Yeah. So we actually use something called Unreal Engine. It's a gaming technology. It's what most games are made off of. You either have Unity or you have Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine is a little bit easier for developers because you, there's a lot all, all that back-end code. You don't have to learn it. It's all kind of like pre-built in and it's, it's, it's very much more efficient. And out of that, you actually get a, a higher photorealism. We're able to make a sofa cushion look like you're, it's, it's a real sofa cushion, which is something that we haven't been able to do as clearly in the past with all the other technology, like the standard V-Ray and SketchUp technology. It's catching up, don't get me wrong, but Unreal has been, we've excelled at it. You know, when, when you use something so uh, often, we, you become a professional in it. And that's what we're good at is we know this technology and we make it look good and it makes us look good. It's cool to tap into that technology. I'm not like a huge like gamer. I play games once in a while. You see trailers for new games. And it really is that technology really is at the level where like you watch a trailer for a new game and you're like, is this real video? Because it looks like what you're talking about. Textures are real. Lighting is real. Like everything is so close to reality that it's awesome to be able to leverage that technology kind of from another sector that has has an incentive to keep innovating and, and being at like the forefront of the tech. Exactly. It, it is absolutely phenomenal. When you get into the, the technology itself and you're, you're playing around in the software, you kind of get lost in it because there's just so much continuously that you're able to learn and build. Like if you look at just 
gaming technology in itself, if you look at a game from five years ago, 10 years ago, and you try to play that versus a game that was just built here in 2023, you're going to see a significant difference. And that's what we value. And we've taken into real estate is we know that the tech wasn't perfect in the beginning, but we've grown with it and all the advancements that they've made. And we're, we're just going to keep going with them as well. So it's, it's very That is funny to look back at any really graphic kind of output from the past where at the time you thought it was like so amazing. And now you're like, oh, that's not very good. It's it's a tough space because the tech evolves so quickly. 100%. Like, so clients will ask me, potential clients will be like, well, can you send me examples of your work? And I'm like, sure, here's a project that I'm currently working on. I don't like sending things from last year because the tech advances so quickly that you see the subtle, like, I guess maybe because you know, we're, we're playing in it every day. We see the differences. Another client might not be able to, but if you ask me to show you something from three years ago, I'd be like, no, that's, that's, yeah. not, <laughs> you know, that's, not, right. that's not showing you what we're good at right now. <laughs> so yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a little difficult, especially because of the number of projects we put out per year. So when clients do ask for an example, I'm like, well, here's two that I've got yeah. um, that are complete so far. But we we're lucky. Our the tech has been is phenomenal, and it just keeps growing, and they just keep making more and more advancements. Can't say no to it. What drew you to this space? Because I know you you've had a you know a varied career path before this. What inspired you to acquire Outer Realm and and to take take this on of all, of all the things that you could do with your with your career? Yeah. So my family's been in business for generations, like my great, great grandpa and everything like that. So it's kind of built into my blood. And I was actually the odd sheep because I was working blue collar jobs for most of my life. Um, you know, I was the one who actually listened to the immigrant parents and we ended up there like, you, you want a nine to five job. And then as soon as I got a nine to five job, they're like, you work too hard. And I'm like, okay. Which is, what do you want me to do? <laughs> pick one, pick one. <laughs> like, you know, the concept of taking time off and like PTO, just super baffling to my parents because uh, they've owned businesses their entire life. You name it, we've probably done it. And the last thing that they ended up working on was in construction. Um, and I helped them with that construction company as well. But after a while, working with Indian parents, it's a little difficult. There's there's a whole male-female like dynamic that just doesn't work for me. So I kind of went back to the blue-collar life and I ended up using my master's degree, which is in safety management, and I was looking at Unreal Engine technology and how to use it in safety because people climb, you know, these really tall buildings and they have to have their, you know, the, the right. <laughs> I'm blanking on the word right now, but they have to have their vests on, their safety vests on, and then their lanyards yeah. and everything like that to keep them from falling. Their fall arrest systems. Why is that hard? So I was looking at technology that we can incorporate into V-Ray, uh, into Unreal Engine and V-Ray and, and, and show it in safety and I've seen the impact in a lot of these, um, you know, presentations you go to on virtual reality, and it was it was awesome. So I started playing around with that, and then I saw this business for sale online. I had my background in construction; I've used three D rendering before. On top of that, I played in Unreal Engine before. I wasn't like perfect candidate, but it was the closest I was ever going to get to finding that thing that makes me super happy. So I ended up uh, purchasing the business, and it was probably the best decision I've ever made. Being a business owner is very stressful, but it's very rewarding when you do get those clients and you do finish the product and you look at it and you go, okay, I know I didn't build it, but you did create this online beauty that's going to help someone. So yeah, I'm very grateful. That's awesome. I feel like every founder, like you're not, you didn't found this company, but usually when somebody founds a company, they can kind of, is the founder, they can 
they can kind of build the team around their strengths or they know going into it, like this is going to be my angle, right? I'm going to handle this as a CEO. I'm going to get people to, to come in and support roles around the other things. What is that experience like when you acquire a company? And what do you see as like, what's kind of your strength as a CEO? And where have you tried to leverage other resources to fill in the gaps? Yeah. So our, our original founder, David, very technical very logical, very precise on everything that he wants, which is a great tool to have because he set me up with a beautiful business and, and we're just able to keep growing with it. But I think the the great thing that I brought in was a unique perspective. I'm, I've played with Unreal Engine. I've, I've used it, but never to the photorealism that these guys, my team has a skill set of. So um, when I do come in, I'm asking questions like, why? Why are we doing it like that? Why does it need to be built this way? Why are we not doing a phase one, phase two? Why are we waiting all the way until the end to provide the client with the product? And in doing like these small things and asking these obvious questions, it's actually kind of been a game changer for us because we didn't realize we were doing things with redundancies. They didn't realize that, okay, there's a shortcut now because the tech has evolved and we've been using an older version of the template and now we're able to incorporate the newer version in and, and we're using our logic a little bit differently. So teams are built in a specific way and a specific thought process. And when you bring in an outsider, you bring in a different perspective, they start thinking differently with you. So it's actually been really great. I just got off the phone with uh, my project manager and like VP, you know, my main guy, Adam, and we were just talking about the next steps in, in this technology, right? We're still trying to bridge virtual reality with real estate in the way that people can look at it at home. And there are ways that you can do it and you can just put on your VR goggles and you can look at it at home, but that quality is not there yet. Virtual reality hasn't reached the level where you're going to get the same quality that I output right now through a laptop. So we're yeah. still trying to bridge that gap and we spend hours. Like we can go down this rabbit hole where we'll just be researching together, trying to figure out like which tech can we leverage into including this? Are we able to do this on just like a web page? We spend hours going down those rabbit holes because we're always looking to grow and keep going. So yeah. Do you see there being an application with um I can't remember what it's called, but there's a you know, the Apple launch in the spring of the Apple VR has that I can't remember what it's called, but is there do you think there's gonna be an application with what you're doing? With is that does that unlock the at home application? Like does like is that gonna play a role in, in what you're doing? Yeah, we're still a little in the dark about that because we don't yeah. have any idea of how they're going to be building these apps, right? With the Oculus headset, you know exactly what you're getting. You know how to develop an app for it. The reason why we have it ourselves is because you're not getting the same quality and we know our clients are looking for quality. So yeah. we're, we're waiting for that one triggering piece of tech that's going to change the quality. And even if we get to mid-level quality, it's worth it to us. Mm. That's how how behind the tech is. If you've ever played any of the Oculus headset games... Have, You'll see, yeah. you see that quality. There's a danger of getting dizzy in it, right? Absolutely, yeah. But if you play a game that's connected, if you have a game that you've downloaded in virtual reality to your laptop and your laptop is connected to your headset, there's a whole different level of resolution now because your your gaming laptop is powering that. So I kind of lost the question and the thread, but the Vision Pro, we are excited about it, but we really are questioning how are we going to be able to use our technology on the headset. Are they there's there's also a thing that we're hearing that they're only working with Unity. They haven't worked with Unreal Engine yet. So it's a gap that we have to kind of figure out how to beat. But we are really excited about it. Me and Adam, we talked about that for 
for a couple of days as well when it was coming out. We watched the, the video together and everything. And it was just back and forth, constant messaging on how we can incorporate it into it. So yeah, it's hard because Apple is notoriously tight-lipped about those things. So yeah. it seems like you're going to have to wait until it comes out to find out. Which is frustrating. You would think that they would want some back-end stuff already happening. Maybe we're just not lucky enough to know the right people yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that's privileged information, but yeah, it does seem like you'd want to be ready with a lot of content, a lot of apps when the hardware launches, but who knows. You mentioned something a few minutes ago, which was talking about your strengths as a CEO and kind of finding that balance of between... You know, you understand the industry, but you're new enough to the industry to find the innovation. I, I was just talking to another PropTech leader yesterday about that dynamic, which is like trying to find that sweet spot of like, I know enough to know where I need to be disruptive, but I, I'm not so like entrenched in the industry. I haven't done it for 30 years where I can't see those points anymore. Like, does that resonate with you? I mean, are, are have you kind of experienced that where you're like, you are pushing, you're pushing back, like, you know, enough, but you don't know so much that you're set in your ways. Like, I would yeah. imagine that's been your experience, but I don't, what do you think? It has been. And, and, you know, my team will like, they'll look at me sometimes when I say something and they'll be like, no, that's not, no, we're not doing that. That's not how it works. And then there'll be times where you hear like a huge pause and then they, and then you kind of like see the wheels turning and they'll be like, okay, all right. I see where you're going with this. Cause the uniqueness I bring, I think, is the way we have the conversation. I don't think the team used to have these conversations with the previous founder. I don't think they were sitting down and, and brainstorming how we can kind of grow together or just taking a simple concept and trying to figure out like how we can make it better. For example, like uh, I was talking about phase one, phase two. So previously, we would provide the client at the end of the project. Now we kind of do like a white box, like a ghost box, where we finish everything up to the furnishings, like the walls, the cabinet colors and everything. And then we get approval from the client. We give them that concept. And now they've started marketing weeks earlier, like a pre-marketing with that tool set. And then depending on the client, if that's what they want to do or not, obviously. And then we start working on the inner furnishings, you know, the interior design, because that's a whole different approval process. And those minutes matter to clients. So they were sitting, we've always had this difficulty of having the clients come in and review the project with us. And it always ended up being with multiple revisions. And when we started doing phase one, phase two, when I brought it up, it, all of a sudden it was like, okay, wow, yeah, this is this is great. Now people know what they're getting and what the expectation is for phase one. So we're getting our revisions down in phase one and we're good to go. And then by the time we're finishing with our furnishings, it's small little things instead of like back in the day where it was really, really big things. Like, I don't like this color scheme at all. We want to change the wall. It's just now the client's more involved because they're getting a product, half a product that's basically complete in, in some people's eyes. Um, yeah. And it's it's just that perspective. When we work with the team and we have these open conversations and we we don't we make it a brainstorming session, it's it's been brilliant for us versus just me in the past, like, you know, whoever in the past going, this is what I need. These are the clients and this is what it is. Yeah. When you're going after clients, when you're finding these clients, what what's the marketing approach or like what are the marketing challenges for you? Because I would imagine it would be awareness, trying yeah. to get people to like basically switch to a new provider or a new approach. Like what, what do you see as the leader as some of the marketing challenges or opportunities for outer realm? Gosh. So it's difficult. There's just too many things. There's you, you know awareness, knowledge. A lot of people are just so stymied by the fact of an all in one package pricing that we offer. Like they're not used to that. They're used to traditional pricing where you're getting one image for like 3000 or $5,000 
And then we're going, oh, well, for what, you know, da 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 for per square foot, we're going to charge you this much and you're going to get images, videos, 360 tours. And they're, they're kind of shocked by it because they're like, no, no, no way are you giving us that for that price and it's going to be high quality. So it's kind of hard to convince people to even look at my demo page or to look at our website and see the quality for what it is. And then there's just a lack of awareness. Like you said, people don't realize that you need all of these things in the competition right now. So the, the typical client we have is going to be a luxury builder who has probably his own marketing team, his or her own marketing team, right? And the marketing team knows the value of throwing money at, at the problem. So they're going to come to us and they're going to be like, check, 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 whatever price you say, your, your photo quality is cool. great. We know what you're selling already. They already know what it is. But then we're going, we really want smaller businesses to understand that our, what we're offering is so important, especially for pre-sales. Because client, uh, these clients for, get so stuck in the, the, the building process that they don't realize that if you can show clients exactly what they're getting, you can start selling beforehand. And a lot of people don't, I'm sure they have it in their head, but the, the concept of actually getting to that process has been very difficult. Converting a small business owner into taking our product has been really difficult. They just, either they don't believe the numbers or, or it's just not something that they've ever had to deal with before, but it's been really difficult to help them understand the, the value of it. They rather still pay for just the 2D images when I can get you more at a 2D image price. That's a unique marketing challenge that you don't hear too much, which is like, yeah. <laughs> like potential clients are too impressed by the price to think it's real. Like, I don't even know how to overcome that one. Offer less, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know what we offer is at a lower price than our competition, but we do it for a reason. We love what we do. We're not out here to make billions of dollars. We're out here to make good properties look good and for them to sell. So I never understood why we even have that traditional pricing. Um, maybe there, back in the day, there was difficulty with the technology with V-Ray or SketchUp, and it didn't allow you to do the videos the way that the tech does now. Because right now in V-Ray, you can make videos, you can make 360 tours. So I'm not sure why the pricing is not all in one yet. You're building the same product typically using these technologies, whether it's Unreal Engine, V-Ray, or SketchUp. So why are people still charging per image per video per whatever, when you could be just offering an all-in-one pricing and they are getting everything that they need to market their, their projects. I like that the, you, know, you spoke about like the real benefit of what you're providing people. And I, I know this is, you've used this on your um, LinkedIn and stuff too, which is that idea of helping this, helping developers and property owners sell before the, the project is built. And I, I like that because it speaks to what the real benefit is and, and it, recognizes that the benefit isn't the tech per se. And I think that happens a lot in prop tech right now where people will develop tech and then they say, well, here it is, the benefit, here's the tech. And you're like, well, well what does it get me? And so I like, I love that translating into it because it's like, yes, the tech is better. Yes, the graphics are better, more realistic. But the real benefit of that is it enables more sales because you're essentially showing some someone something that's closer to reality than what's been possible before. Absolutely. And, and sales are, it's been difficult this last year. People are, people are scared. The interest rate is scary. The world is more volatile than it's ever been. And it's, it's difficult for people to sit there and look at just a photo and go, yeah, this is my dream home. And I think that's what people need to start realizing is like, you're also in the same boat with interest rates and things like that for these owners, these construction and development companies is that you're in the same boat. You're paying the same high interest rate to build this property. So why are you not worrying about pre-sales. 
why are you not taking advantage of that valuable time? If you even know 80% of what your property is going to look like, you should start because we that's the selling point. You should not be waiting for a model home and then be selling. And a lot of people do this, especially in the Canadian market over here. And it's something that I hope changes sooner rather than later. What's like one of the best like rave reviews you've gotten or one of the best use cases you've heard? Like somebody who's worked with you has been super satisfied. Like what are you hearing from the market? Nothing but good things. I mean, our typical client return is 70%, which kind of speaks for itself. That's that's a phenomenal. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, take away from this last year because, you know, construction has been delayed and whatnot. But overall, those clients that we in the past that have put stuff on hold recently are all coming back and they're amazed. Their curiosity is peaked. And usually it just takes that one first time with our customer and then they're coming back round and round because they realize it has made an impact. Their sales cycle has shortened compared to what they had in the past because they have these numbers. So it's not like they don't see the differences. They see them. And that's the value that they're getting from them. And they're ready for the next projects. It's just about the timing and making sure we get to them when we can that we, where they can get the most value, biggest bang for their buck. I think that's also been a tough start for us is sometimes clients come to us too late in their project. And it's yeah. like, I'm still going to help you, but you're not going to get your biggest bang for your buck. Like if you had come to me when your plans had been approved, we could have at least started with phase one. And then, you know, we could have worried about the furnishings, you know, in that time frame. So yeah. Help them get that sales process rolling yeah. well before construction begins or as construction's beginning, not yeah. when it's not when it's ending. And I mean, you got to look at the new generation that's buying. They're highly visual people addicted to social media. You need to improve your sales process. You need to be showing them exactly what they're getting because they're not visual people anymore. They're not, they don't use their imagination. They're told exactly what they need in this world. And that's how they live. If you're, if yeah. you're not giving them that anymore, then you're losing clients. You're losing potentials. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I'm like an old millennial and I was like, I was looking at Airbnb listings earlier today for a, a trip. And there were so many listings where I was just instantly like, no, 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 based on one picture. And so for an actual purchase and for somebody that's even younger than me and has spent is even more of a digital native, that's going to be like exponentially more true. Exactly. It's, they it's don't absolutely. know any different. This is at least we knew what it was like a little bit back in the day, right? Yeah. But these guys have no clue. They, yeah. they just they live in this virtual world, and that's where and they get exactly what they want with Amazon Prime. Everything they're they're getting it when they want and right away. So it's something to consider about the sales process. And I know a lot of people have changed. That's why these luxury builders do as well as they do because they are they are listening to their audience. Overall. Yeah, it seems like what what you're doing is rapidly going to become not like a nice to have, but the absolute standard and something that's hopefully always initiated at the towards the beginning of a project. That would yes. be ideal. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> well, I love what you're doing. Thanks for joining us. Where can people find out more about Outer Realm? Yeah, our website, our LinkedIn, our website's just www.outerrealmvr.com. Um, it always showcases our latest projects. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, all my information's online as well. So just, you know, even if you just check out our website, even if you don't need the product, let us know if you love it. We like to have a little bit of an ego boost every once in a while. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Dara Patel, CEO of Outer Realm. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to Arguments with Words, the mortgage and prop tech branding podcast. 
To learn more about Neil, connect with him on LinkedIn or visit neilhelsberg.com. 